Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to All Talk with uh, Jason, Mike. It's great to have your country wherever you are in the world. And I tell you what, Mike... It just gets weirder and weirder on this podcast in terms of where we're broadcasting from and the circumstances in which we find ourselves. And I'll leave it to you, you having been here for much longer than me, to explain mm. where we are at present. Sure. Well, we're, we're once again, we're on set of uh, season four of Wellington Paranormal, aren't we, Jase? You're back. Yeah, I'm back, mate. Um, it's been fair pissing it down for uh, probably the last 24 hours. Can I, can I describe it as... Is sideways rain. Yeah, that's right. Sideways rain. That's right, which is pretty standard for this neck of the woods. And the woods that we're in are out in uh, sort of Upper Hutt, out Silver Streamy sort of away. And, and it's got a real nice name, this area of the country. It's called White Man's Valley. Is it seriously called it's that? called White Man's Valley. Now, it's not pronounced White Man's Valley. It's pronounced Whiteman's Valley. A Whiteman's. You know okay, how you know yeah, how yeah. you know how white people can get around and they can start mispronouncing things willy nilly. Well, that applies to their own language as well, and that is Whiteman, but it's clearly white man's yeah valley, which isn't a very inclusive sounding no, name not. for a community. Well, certainly not in this day and age. It's no, to say. but can I just? I'll be really honest with you because I I found out that we were filming in Upper Hutt. Yeah, and I went, God help us all. Uh. And I'll be honest with you, my friend. I've never actually been to Upper Hutt. Ah, and we're driving through up. I got picked up from my hotel. Um, motel, by, motel by by <laughs> Neve, the lovely Neve, and uh, we went out. To, and as we as I was saying, it's it's sideways rain. It's grey. It's miserable. What we were driving through Upper Hut or White Man's Land, as you call White it, White Man's Valley, a uh, White Man's Valley, absolutely beautiful, mate. Despite the uh, you know the incredibly ugly weather, it's yeah. actually very pretty. Out it's here. A, it's it's a revelation. It's to me. the most stunning place in Wellington in the Wellington region, hands down. Because you don't sort of have the wind out here that you get in Wellington. So what you've got is here, you've got trees that really show off an array of autumnal colours. Oh, very much so. And uh, you don't get to see that in Wellington City because anything, that, anything that's sort of uh, a little bit weak gets blown away um, either to Antarctica or, or further north, depending on which way the winds are blowing. But I love it. I love coming it's out beautiful. here. It's stunningly beautiful, I, especially I, this time of year. I can genuinely say, hand on heart, I was really taken aback yeah. because I was, I was in all honest, honesty expecting an absolute shithole. Yeah, totally. Uh, just an absolute yeah. travesty of a yeah, place. Yeah, but yeah. you're driving through all this lovely sort of bushland and farmland and white man's valley and yeah. it was just a, a, just a, yeah, a real yeah, delight yeah, for yeah. me. There's and, a lot of white people around. Oh, I haven't seen the people actually. That's kind of freaked me out. I because of the weather, obviously everyone's gone inside and put the fire on. Sure. You know, got under their duvets or yeah. whatever, just wrapped up yeah, for the day. The what is the time? It's quite Five late. It's, is that all? <laughs> Yes. Seriously, you're joking. <laughs> um, and I'll also add, uh, because I flew in here uh, the, this afternoon, mate, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah. That was the hairiest flight, and I've been on some hairy flights that I've ever experienced 
and it's the first time in my life when once the plane landed, the entire plane load of passengers broke out in spontaneous applause. They might have just all been listening to All Talk with Jason. They could have been. Good point. Yeah, yeah, they could have just finished at the same time. Um, But it was interesting because I honestly thought I was going to die. I didn't care. No, no. Uh, But I thought there's a good chance I'm going to die here. There were people crying. (laughs) There were people screaming. Seriously, yeah. I'm not joking. Yeah. People were actually literally screaming because yeah. we were surging and bumping and the way we were going tossed from one side yeah. to the other. So it was quite miraculous. And I, and I heard from someone in the know, actually, that Wellington pilots, Wellington-based pilots, yeah. are, are amongst the most highly sought after in the world yeah, yeah. because of their ability. Anything. And it's not just I've heard because, because of the landing conditions often – it's also because apparently Wellington Runway is one of the shortest around. It's actually yeah. a very small runway. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a lot of talk around town about them extending it out into the ocean. Yeah. So that they can get some of these bigger planes in. I'm not joking. Yeah. So they get some of these big planes in. It's a fucking waste of money because no one's – I mean, do you just fly into Auckland. If you want to come down here, you can come down here. But do we need to build into the ocean for this stuff? Yeah. But I'm, I'm keen to see it. You know, I, I don't know how keen I'd be to be landing on a runway in the ocean with, a, you know, 100 – Mile an hour gale going oh, over the ocean. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, I mean, at least, I mean, at least in that sense, if you miss, yeah, you get you, to drown instead you, of burn to death. You just slowly suffocate yeah, to death yeah, as yeah. the cabin fills no, up. No, that's right. Um, I've had I've had one shocking uh, landing. I haven't had as many as you'd think I would, having lived here for so long. But coming back from Australia and uh, me and the missus there, and um, yeah, the the plane got within. It felt like about three or four centimeters of the tarmac. Before the pilot, and you could order, you could hear him going "fuck that," and uh, took off again, powered off. It's amazing they just power out, yeah, and then took us to Christchurch. The asshole abort, abort. Yeah, yeah. So we sat on the um, tarmac in Christchurch for three hours before hit that fucking, you know. And I don't use this term lightly, pussy. Yeah. Um, before he grew some balls. Yeah, come and, on, uh, mate. Come on, up. man. Risk it, man. Risk it. Well, the worst flight I've ever had, it has to be said, and uh, it was flying from Torpo into Auckland on a small plane oh, in yeah. the middle of a thunderstorm. Uh, Things were smashing behind us. We were getting tossed all over the place. People were throwing up in their vomit bags. People were crying. People were praying. It was just a nightmare, mate. I think if I was in that situation, I'd just think, fuck it, I'm going to vomit everywhere. Yeah. You know? Just have a power chunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Well, yeah. I mean, if I'm going out, why should I be a tidy Kiwi at this point? Surely it's my time to I tell you, shine. Be- I tell you because, you know, in our last podcast, we, we went on a sort of slightly esoteric angle mm. in terms of the meaning of life. What I found kind of disturbing uh, as as I contemplated my death was my lack of concern. Yeah. Well, it, it sort you know of feels I mean? like it would be a relief. I, well, it was <laughs> – it was kind of like that. I mean, in the past, I would have been freaking out. I would have been a cat on a hot tin roof. Yeah. Well, when I was, but I was just like, oh well, shit. You know, as long as it's quick. Well, when I was younger, I never had any fear of death. Yeah. Or anything. Then I got older, and I thought, oh no, I quite enjoy life. I, yes. I'd like to keep a hold on this. But then, when you think to yourself, it's like with COVID, um, or you know, war, or anything, you just think, well, the worst that can happen is that every person, every member of the human race, dies. Yes. So, well, if that's as bad as it gets, I mean, that's all right. Well, you know, it's funny you should mention War. I'm a big fan of the History Channel. Oh, yeah. And, mate, and, and you know, the extraordinary thing about the History Channel is they show the real footage of people being massacred. Oh, good. You know, and just, it's bloody horrific. Yeah. Bloody horrific, mate. And let's, 
you know, put our hands on our hearts and hope we never go there. Oh, well, like you and me. Yeah, yeah. Like if me, you yeah. come I mean, in. Other people can go and if, fight. If you, I'm and not I, fighting. if you and I are in a workplace environment, there's two of us, yes. you and me, um, if you're going to take me down, yeah. are you assault rifle? Are you machete? What are you, what are you doing? I think it would be um, hand to hand. <laughs> I'd probably, I'd probably, in your case, I'd go for your knees. <laughs> I'd, I'd cripple you at the knee. I'd slice the tendon behind the knee, sure. So you just sort of fold down, yeah, and then come around the back, sort of samurai style. Sung. Ah, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're giving it some thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be. <laughs> a, um, I'm very concerned you got a samurai sword at work. Um, it feels like it'd be a uh, crime of passion, doesn't it? I oh, sort of yeah, thought sure. it would be more like a pencil or something that was lying around, or you know, a stapler, like, or, or in this case, or in this case, um, a toaster. Because we haven't explained fully where we are. Yeah, where we are? It's bizarre. We're at this joint which was built, so it's like a little. If you can imagine, sort of New Zealand equivalent of a western town, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a hotel. It's a, it's a. It's set, it's built on a farm, and it's a fake village sort of thing from the. I would say 1900s or something, um, and it was it was built for a television show in perhaps the 70s, and it's been here ever I since. I think it was the 80s. Oh, was it the right? 80s? It was called Peppermint Town or oh, something, yeah. something like that. There yeah. was a close. Was it close to home as well? There was oh, another. Yeah, show there called, was another show that was filmed here as well. Yeah, no, it wasn't close to home. It was some doctor thing. But anyway. yeah, right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's had these shows in it. So it's just been sitting here and these people have taken it over and I guess they're going to slowly try and do it up. But we shot um, another episode here, Copy Cops. Um, and if I'm honest, it doesn't look like they've done anything since then and that was a few years ago. Yeah. Um, although, the you know, where we are now is really nice. Well, it's actually, yeah, lovely and warm inside this little unit that we're um, podcasting from. But it is a very bizarre setup. I mean... There's a fucking donkey lives here. Yeah, well, apparently so. Ringo the donkey. Ringo I met him the, yesterday. Was, which was in your shoot last night, I believe. Yeah. Um, but it, it's the sort of place, you know, because yeah, I think it is this sort of 1800s maybe kind of feeling. But as soon as I arrived here, I thought this is this is a location, because I knew about its history. Yeah. I, this, this is a horror show location. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, like whacked out weird locals that. That's right. You know. Yeah take you down by the knees and yeah. then come around the back and just cut you from behind. <laughs> That's right. You know Samurai I mean? style. And with, 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 I imagine, weird sexual activity going on too. Well, immediately you think, every single room I've been into here, I just think to myself, what kind of weird kind of rootery has been happening around yeah. here? Yeah, You know? I'm you thinking, wouldn't want to go over it with a blue light, would you? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking orgy. Without a doubt. I'm thinking sort of bonfires. I'm seeing. We had a bonfire here last night. Yeah, satanic worship. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Um, sacrificial uh, yeah. sacrifices. Well, goats. I mean, just think about what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. There is goats. There is. Hey, well, look. Let's get into the uh, podcast proper. Sure. And uh, as always, we love all the correspondence that we've received from all of you. And let's get into a bit of acting chat with Jason Mike. Kilda. Cut. Let's go again, please, one more time. Jason Mike bring you Acting Chat. G'day, guys. Gustavus Rex here. Oh. What a great name. Listening to the podcast in Vienna, loving it so far. Oh. Oh, we get, we're all over the we're place, all over mate. The world, it's beautiful. Aren't we, mate? I thought I'd ask you for a bit of acting advice. 
I've recently managed to pull myself up by my bootstraps, give up a stable job as an electrician, and decided to pursue a career in acting, partially inspired by the work of yourselves. I've managed to land a leading role in a play here in Austria. We're currently in rehearsals. The problem I'm having is as soon as I walk onto the stage, I get large, unbidden Mm. erections. It's been a bit embarrassing, and I know a few of the crew have noticed. I need to sort this problem out before opening night. Have you guys experienced anything like this? And if if so, how did you deal with it? Should I give it all up and head back to work as a sparky? Thanks, guys. Gustavus Rex. Well, I think most members of the male population have experienced the unbidden erection. Well, every morning. Yeah, yeah, that's right, actually. Yeah, no, true, true there. Uh, But even worse is in public situation. And and the earliest ones were sort of at school, weren't they? And, um, you know, the, the terror was that you'd get one um, and then be called up to the front of the class to sort of answer some kind of question for for your classmates mm. and then be mocked forever. I remember there was a guy um, at high school and, um, you know, we used to go drinking every weekend around at somebody's house and we'd generally get a keg in. And, um, <laughs> you didn't muck around. <laughs> no. Bring the whole keg. <laughs> yeah. And um, there was one guy there and he got he drank too much and passed out on the lawn in the rain. Um, and of course, everyone just left him there, and um, you know he had a he ended up growing a massive stiffy. He lay on his back, and of course, everyone at the party saw. Yes, and when he finally came to, um, you know, he made, made his way home when everyone else had already left, and when he got to school on Monday, his his nickname was Boner. But- and rightly so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and, that's, he's, and he's thinking to himself, why boner? Why are they calling me why, boner? What the hell? What, what's boner about? Yeah, that's right. The, the worst scenario, and this is an absolutely true story, swimming sports. Oh, yeah. And uh, we had a bit of a legend. Let's call him Aaron at our yeah. school. Yeah. Good-looking fella. Sure. Uh, but he was a real smart ass. Oh, yeah. He was a real shit-steerer. But people loved him, um, despite that fact. And so we had our school swimming sports. Can I also make the point, too, that Aaron, very well endowed. Ah. Uh, very well endowed, I'm picturing Mike. it. Now, now, was he circumcised or like you? Look, I can't. Uncircumcised. Well, we still haven't clarified that, have we? Um, I can't recall. But what I can recall is that there was swimming sports. There was a bank where the where all the spectators viewed the swimming sports. Yeah. By spectators, I'm saying students, yeah. staff, parents. parents yeah. Like the bank, and it was a big bank, was full of people. And uh, anyway, he he went into the uh, one of the races. He finished. He was wearing speedos. Yeah. He finished the race. Everyone got out of the pool apart from him. Oh. And the deputy headmaster was standing at the end of the pool, remonstrating with him, going, "Come on, Aaron, get out, Aaron! Yeah. Come on, stop being an idiot! You got to get a, out." Was this an all boys school? There's an all boys school. Oh uh, god! Uh, but you got to remember, there were all parents there too. Sure. Uh, he's wearing speedos, and he just wouldn't get out. No. And the uh, deputy headmaster got furious, and in the end, he got out, raging erection, absolutely raging erection. Can you still see it? I can still see it. What colour were his speedos? They were red, mm. but but they were the, the interesting thing about them. They were quite thin. Ah, 
yeah, which I know didn't help. No, so no. it was wet. Well, they've been stretched to within an inch of their lives, yeah, well, that sounds right. like, or a millimetre. Well, that's right. So, so rather than a sort of deep red hue, they were pinkish. Yeah. Um, and he was doing his best to cover himself for about five seconds, and then you could see him make a conscious decision, and he just went, oh, fuck it, and right. just walked proudly over to his town. Ah. And everyone was just hooting and hollering, and the he became a, an instant legend. Is in that school. right? True story. That that's great. Um, but what I liked about what he did was initially it was the shame, the embarrassment, but in the end, in front of a very large crowd of mostly strangers, he went, "Fuck it, I'm owning this." Yes. And so I'm, I'm thinking about what uh, Gustavus Rex Rex is saying, you know, and. Um, about the shame of going on stage and having an erection, I'm wondering if he just owns it, if he yeah. makes it part of his character. Sure. Well, it depends what the character is, doesn't it? Yes. You I, know. Yeah, that's true. If it's To Kill a Mockingbird, for example. Yeah. Um, and you are in the Gregory Peck role there. What was his name? Um, ooh, not Phineas. Uh, Wasn't it Phineas? Was it Phineas? I think it was Phineas. Mm, so that's a you know if he's up there and he's um, and that was a young girl that was murdered wasn't it the young the young mm. African American and um, so that's a play and if he's given his final speech to the judge and all of a sudden a massive unbidden erection yeah um, and I thought I think we've got a visitor. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Just so you know, what, what's happening here is once again, we, we risk being interrupted at any moment to be called to set. They're, just, they're doing what they call building, aren't they, Jace? Yes, they are. Which is when you get called up to set, um, you, block, you do blocking, which is where everyone works out where they've got to stand and move and all that sort of thing during the scene. And then all the actors leave to get their costumes on or changed or just to get out of the way while they build the lights and all that sort of thing. Sure. Now, what was interesting about that one was we were in a place where it was completely dark. Yes. So nobody could see what anyone was doing. I was none the wiser by the end of it. No. What I'm really pleased about is that scene's going to take fucking ages, but I've got a seat. Yeah, I, I actually, funny you should say that, because I saw you sit down on that little seat and I went, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. He's got a lovely, comfortable yeah, seat. Yeah, two and a half hours I'll be in that, I reckon. And you're not far away from me in the scene, but you're standing. Yeah, I'm standing. For all of that time. The good news is I've got very comfortable boots. Oh, yeah. Um, which is great. But getting back, you know, I actually, you know, it recalls a story that I had when I was doing a, um, a show called, it wasn't Showboat, it was another one. Another musical. But anyway, oh, it was... The Pirates of Penzance. Oh, sure. And I, I was Major General Stanley, but they put me in tights oh, with, like, knee-high boots. Mm. And another true story, uh, uh, and we were doing the dress rehearsal, uh, which all went fine and got a got great laughs, mate. Yeah, great. I was getting some great laughs. How old were you? 16. <laughs> yeah, sure. And uh, anyway, true story, the priest, who was the director, uh. came up to me opening night. 
And but but it was actually opening day. We hadn't got to the stage. It was just in the dining room. And he said, "Jason, can you, when you've got a moment, can you come and speak with me?" And I was like, "Oh, what's going on yeah. there?" Leave and, the door open. And he said to me, "I got to his. He left the door open. I went into his office, and he said he was discussing the the show and what a great job I was doing. And he said, "How did he describe it? Um, the mouse in the hole." Huh. And I, and he said, "Have you heard of the mouse in the hole?" And I said, "No." Long and short of the story is, because I was wearing these tights, I didn't have an erection, but I was pointing. Ah. And it was very obvious that I was pointing. Right. And some of the ladies that were at the dress rehearsal found it very disconcerting. Ah. And I'm not trying to make out that I've got a massive penis, Mike, but they were genuinely, um, you know. They thought you had a rager. Well, I don't know, but they, they anything that found it, must have been erect. And then, and it sounds very dodgy, the priest telling me this, the priest said to me, Jace, you've got to do the old tuck, you know, you've got to tuck it under. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you've got to tuck. Point it back around towards the anus. Yeah, exactly, but it wasn't, yeah. I don't think mouse in the hole was quite right because that's sounding faintly wrong. But snake up the date? Stay, <laughs> snake up the date, maybe. But yes, and so I was mortified, of course. Yeah. I was like, oh, mate, you're joking. And he's like, no, I'm afraid I'm uh. not. So, you know, that night, opening night, I made sure I did the tuck. I did the tuck. Yeah, the right. tuck down, which I found disconcerting. It put me off a bit when I first went on stage. Sure, but once you heard, you know, the roar from the, the crowd. Of the crowd, the, the light. Applause, once I felt the lights, yeah. Mike. I sure. was away, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're on. a pro, man. You're well, 16. You know what you're right. about. Yeah, I've never had a. Um, I've never had an erection penis. Uh, an erection penis. <laughs> I've never had an erect penis. No, I've never had a problem with that during any kind of a uh, performance. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not, not a filthy a fucking one. sicko. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what, what Gustav. Anybody called Gustavus Rex. You know, he acts like it's the first time he's had these. I get the feeling that you're wandering through the cereal aisle. With yeah. an unbidden erection. I, I get the feeling that you're, you know, putting money in the uh, parking meter and, oh, unbidden erection. I get the feeling that, you know, you're um, you're putting gas in the car. Unbidden erection. Unbidden erection. Can I, can I go even a little bit further? Yeah, go on. I'm imagining he's listening to this uh, this podcast. Jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly has an unbidden erection. I, I almost get the vibe. I know where you're going here. I almost get the vibe that he only said this so he could listen to us talking about his unbidden erections. That's right, yeah. Nothing gets him, gives him more unbidden erections than a couple of uh, gentlemen in New Zealand talking about unbidden erections. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah and that's, um, you know, I guess that's what you're into. But at the same time, we should assume that he's being serious. And Can I, can I put it, the, can I suggest to him this? You know, I, I don't... Seven. We've got seven minutes. We've got seven minutes. Yeah, we've just been Thanks, mate. That's to Wairangi again. He got famous off last week's podcast. Did he? he said he's got multiple multiple messages. Brilliant. Through. Um, what I can assure Gustavos of yeah. is that... Gustavos directs. Um, opening night, massive shrinkage. Oh, look. Uh, In fact, I, I think I'll go so far as to say he'll wet himself. Yeah, you'll probably shit yourself. Yes. Um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you can go from being a Sparky to being an actor. Mm. Harrison Ford, of course, famously was a carpenter. Yes. Um, but I think that's probably it. Um, what were you? You used to work at uh, Whitcalls. Oh, yes, I worked at well, That was only at school, though. Yeah. Worked for Greenpeace. Greenpeace, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, worked, yeah. Uh, went to training college, went to university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to fart around. Yeah. And odd that, jobs. I've done odd jobs. I've done footings, yep. dug footings for I, I was a podiatrist. For houses, I, gone fencing. I've I, been fencing. I was a podiatrist's assistant. 
Oh yeah. For a while. What what did that? Did you have to uh, I used, put used the to socks to ma- into the shoes? No, I used to have to make the plastic molds that they slipped into their shoes to oh. correct their shoes. Made an absolute fucking mess of it, I can tell you. But um, there's people limping all over the West Auckland, yeah. because of you. <laughs> no, well, actually, probably in Remuera because that's where it was based. But um, yeah, so it doesn't mean the fact that he's a sparky doesn't preclude him from no, being no, no. A, a, a good actor. No, um, but but I would be more concerned. I, I'm pretty confident that his unbidden erections will disappear on opening night. That his concern should be, as you've pointed out, quite graphically and unnecessarily, Mike. That he's going to piss a shit himself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I'd be more worried about the audience seeing that. Um, you know, if you manage to get through the performance um, with an erection, um, you know, you could you could make a real name for yourself in Austria. Oh, you Vienna. Could. Oh, I don't a- know what the I don't know any famous Austrian actors. Do you? No. I- well, Werner oh. Herzog, not Werner Herzog, um, who was the other guy there that he used to direct all the time? Klinsky. Something like that. But yeah. listen, when I got stabbed. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I got a, and I was in hospital for a month. Yeah. Four, I was 14. You know, I got a sponge bath oh, yeah. by oh, one of the nurses. Uh, yeah. Talk about unbidden erection. He was fucking hot, though, to yeah, be but fair. He was a good looking guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He, this, is, this is what they did. And, Finger blasted, yeah. Yep. A finger flick on my head. Not on my head head, on my penis head. Just bang like that. Drop like a heavyweight boxer without a word of a lie. Just bang. A flick bang like that my, on my head. Really? Boom. Just went down like someone that had taken on Tyson in the ring. Yeah, right. It was brutal. So, I mean, if he could, you know, if he's in the wings, he can get it out. Give it a good flick. Give it a good flick on the head and it'll just... Fall like a well, you could probably you could you could probably ask you know one of the other actors to do that for you. Yeah, I'm getting the uh, I'm getting the vibe from Gustavus that he's the sort of guy that would ask one of the other actors to do it. Yeah, without a doubt. Hey, listen, can you help me with my unbidden erection? Yeah, look, I've got a problem. Just actor to actor, I was wondering if you can help me out. Absolutely, not a problem. (laughs) Yeah, can you flick me cock? Oh, absolutely. Hey, and Gustavos, if you're getting off on this, you're a sicko, mate, as Mike yeah. puts, likes yeah, to phrase yeah, yeah, it. You're an yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. sicko. I'll tell you what I'd like, though, mate, is if you can send us the um, the notices for your play. Yes. Let us know how the reviews went. Um, I'd love to know. I haven't seen any. Generally, you'd, you'd have a section in the paper called Odd Stuff, mm. you know, and it'd be tales of wild things that have happened from around the world. And I haven't seen anything that says... Um, uh, New Zealand-born former electrician Gustavus Rex uh, was performing in his, uh, on the opening night of his debut, debut play um, when uh, the people in the stalls fled mm. the theatre at the sight of his large unbidden erection. I'm glad that you put large <laughs> unbidden. I love the word unbidden. It's good, it, isn't it? Isn't I haven't heard it for a long time. Um, unbidden erection. But that's a great idea. I imagine if he has got any kind of reviews, I'm thinking it'll be in like a, you know, a provincial... Kind of local paper. Yeah. Not a, I don't know why I've got. I've, you could just get the feeling that he's really small fry. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't point the finger when it comes to theatre. As you know, I've done one and that was in Wellington. Um, it didn't kick on yeah. to any request from anybody else in that theatre company for me to ever come back and ever do another play. So let that be a salutary lesson to you. Yeah, that's Gustavus. right. Well, maybe Sicko. I could have done with an, you know, unbidden erection mm. just to lift your profile. Yeah. Hey, but anyway, mate, thanks for sending in your question. 
we greatly appreciate it. That's right. The the interesting thing is, Mike, um, I think we're nearly at a half an hour point of our podcast. We've only answered the one question, so yeah. we're going to have to hoe into a few more uh in, in further podcasts because we have been inundated with questions. We've got questions. We need more though. And, and, yeah. and, and we're going to be honest with you. What we do is because Jason and I, we record, we record this, mate, don't we? Mm. Every week we catch up to do this. Yes. But you're going to be back in Auckland and I'm going to be down here. So what we're going to try and do is knock out a bunch of them that we then release. Yes. We don't want to pull the, the wool over your eyes. Um, but that's what we're going to do rather than not release any at all. Yeah. And then get lots of uh, really, really quite um, inflammatory, insulting, and abusive messages come through on the Instagram. Um, everyone's your friend when you're releasing the podcast. Yes. Uh, but as soon as they dry up for quite legitimate reasons, fucking useless. I mean, there's quite horrific language used. Yes. You know, no yeah, apologies yeah. forthcoming, of course. No. Hey, but you're absolutely right, and we do appreciate uh, you taking the time to listen to this podcast. We do appreciate you taking the time to rate us and give us uh, five stars. Five stars. Yeah. We do appreciate the uh, the fact that you send in your questions, and we will always, always endeavour to answer them. Right now, though, it's time for Mike and I to go into some weird barn mm. in the freezing cold dark of Upper Hutt, White Man's Valley. The stench of cow shit everywhere. Mike gets to sit. I'll have to stand for the next two and a half hours. But until the next time, we'll see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.